Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. All right, Flyover family, we have a special edition of the Flyover Conservative Podcast. This is an emergency call to action. There's something big happening. And don't you hate it sometimes when when there's a big event, something happens, and then all your friends tell you later, and you're like, why wasn't I invited? I missed it. Why didn't I know? Why didn't anybody say anything? Well, we're giving you a chance to be a part of the front end of something really cool that's happening. There's a, there's a movement taking place, and there's a film that's coming out. And uh, man, we just happen to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that put us in touch exactly with, with with the heart and center of it. We have a guy that's been a part of some of your favorite movies, some of our favorite movies throughout time. Um, uh, I'm just going to list some because the list is on, but from X-Men, Polar Express, Where the Wild Things Are, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, I can only imagine an incredible uh, story. And uh, also the director of the movie that came out this weekend, The Jesus Revolution, we have Daryl Lefevre. Yay! There he is. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for having me, David Stacy. This is amazing. Dale, welcome oh, we to the so Flyover Conservative Podcast. I, I, I wanted to, re- to re- list everything that you've been a part of, but we would have used up our time and yeah. not had, had the ability to talk <laughs> with you. Your your credentials exceed the allotment for a full podcast. I don't know uh, how you get it all done, how old you are. Maybe you got some vampire blood in you and you're like 300. I don't know <laughs> how you've accomplished everything that you've done and been a part of, but I'm glad that you have because you've really put the skills God's given you to great, great use. Uh, thank you. Yeah, no, I've been I've been doing this thirty years uh, this year, which is uh, kind of kind of amazing when I look back on it. And uh, I remember the the very first thing I did is I was an an intern on student films at Regent University down in Virginia Beach, where you know where CBN is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was my very first gig. Is I had a friend that was went to college there, and and my my wife and I, we just had our, our first uh, child. Our, our son was born. He was five weeks old. Oh, <laughs> and I, wow. I my job and moved down there and interned for a summer. So, uh, so yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long journey, but really, I would, really love, I would love for you to touch on Daryl. Actually, uh, when you were in your mid twenties, a question came to you that really kind of changed the trajectory of your life that actually made you follow that. Can you touch on that? Cause I think it's really important. Like there's probably a lot of people sitting here today listening that could be touched by that. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I was having coffee with a, with my best friend at the time and uh, Todd and I were actually at Denny's cause it was the only place that was open at, you know, 1130 at night. Yep. And, and I was complaining about my job. Um, it wasn't terrible. It was just not, it just didn't feel like, what I was called to do. You know, I was, I was working as a trucking dispatcher, you know, and, and just didn't feel like that was the mission of my life. Um, and I, I, uh, I was complaining about it. And he said to me something that nobody had ever said all the way through high school, you know, early twenties, everything. He said, what would you do if you could do anything? And I immediately said, having never thought about it before in my life, I immediately said, well, I'd make movies. Who wouldn't? And, um, and he said, well, why don't you? <laughs> and, and, uh, that's and a good friend. Like, yeah, no, I was like, this is, this, that's crazy. And, and like the second that I said it, I literally felt like, well, now I have a mission. Like I'd never wow. felt like that before. I'd always just felt like, well, it's just a job and I'll have kids and I'll, you know, buy a house and whatever. Um, and I felt really like I, I had a call kind of. And um, so, uh, yeah, long story short, originally moved to Virginia Beach and worked on student films and then moved out to LA uh, after some contacts I made on that. And um, uh, within a year, I was working on a film with Robert Redford, and Michelle Pfeiffer. That, that's how far back it wow. goes, obviously. But uh, but yeah, I was working on on this big movie, got up close and personal. And um, I remember and I that thought, movie. I hate that movie. 
<laughs> it's, it's the second worst movie ever besides Message in a Bottle. No offense. It makes you cry. I wanted, man. I wanted my money back. Oh That's a terrible movie. I, if I, I would never tell anybody I was a part of that but movie. We, we've been married for 30 years, and so there's been some movies in our time that I'm just like bawling, and he doesn't even know what to do with me. He's like, I don't know what to do with you, you know? I, I don't want to, you know, mess it up if you've never seen it, but but like <laughs> leave it like three fourths the way through and just save yourself some heartache, you know? Just don't finish that movie. That was a great movie. Terrible movie. Actually, I don't know that I ever watched it. So, uh, <laughs> well, well, don't, don't see the you end. You do have a tissue. That's for sure. I don't think I got invited to the cast, or I went to the cast and crew screening. But, uh, that's funny. But, uh, but yeah, at the time, it felt like a really big deal to be yes. on this Sure. And I thought that, uh, I thought everybody did that. I mean, doesn't everybody move to LA and within a year you're working on these giant features? And I, I just didn't realize until years later, really, um, just how blessed I was. And, um, and, and, and really always wanted to produce things that honored the Lord. You know, that was always the goal. Like always yep. wanted to work on stuff that, that made his name famous was kind of the goal. Wow. And, um, but uh, a lot of years of, of you know, just working on these giant studio films, which was amazing blessing and, and took my family all over the world and was really fun. And, and we all look back on it fondly about our time in Australia and our time in Thailand and our, you know, time all over the US and, and uh, different wow. cities and stuff. And so it was really great. Uh, but ultimately then uh, did a, a movie in Australia and was involved with a church there called Planet Shakers. The movie wasn't. We were just going to this church. Um, it was actually uh, Where the Wild Things Are was the movie. Okay. And uh, yeah, another, that, that's a good one. That's actually fun. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, while we were there, I, I, re- I kept crying out to the Lord, like, when do I get to work on stuff that honors you? And I felt like uh, he finally gave me the response that I'd been looking for. And he said, I release you to go do that. But wow. uh, the qualifier was I, wanted, I was to tell stories that let the world know that he is good. He wants, mm. he wanted the world to, t- you know, to tell stories that yeah. I'm yep. like my heart towards people is good. And, um, cause he gets a, a bad rap a lot. He know? sure does. And, uh, you know, uh, acts of God and whatnot. So I, yep. so yeah, so that was the mission. Yeah. And then I came home and I was so excited. It's like, yes, I get to go work on it. And then I looked around and was realized like, nobody's making Christian movies. It's like there really was no such thing. And, uh, yeah, so it was, a, it was a long journey to actually get hooked up with people. And, and, and obviously the first film I did was like a $700,000 movie, you know, like, so it's, it's, we've come a long way. Um, wow. and the industry has come a long way. I mean, the faith based film industry is, is, is come a long way from, uh, you know, the, it's, it's almost like, uh, we liken it a lot to the, the very, very beginning of Christian music. You know, it's like you look right. at it now and mm-hmm. come a long way. Yep. Um, so let me ask you a question at that, at that point there, courage is sort of a muscle that sometimes people don't develop. They end up in a situation where I need to do a courageous thing, but maybe they've not that, that that's atrophied maybe from, from lack of of use at 26, you you were a believer at that time. It sounds like already, but you felt this thing inside God, you know, open a door. It's like, you you know, it, it rang true in you. Let's just, let's just put it in that context, but you're 26, you're married, you have a child. But you you step out on faith to, to make a move and do something. Seems like it would be easier than later to do that when you had a history of kind yeah. of stepping out in faith and following God's lead. I think a lot of people listen to this to think, man. I mean, you had this I, huge career. You're I, traveling all over the world, and then you were going to leave that to go do something else. That I, sounds kind of scary. A lot of people hear God's voice, and they they do, but it's like, oh, but I don't know. But you kind of had a history of I killed a bear, I killed a lion. I you know I think I can I think I can do this. You know when when that step that step came. I think that's an important part of your, of your story there of, of a lifestyle, a 
of following God's lead and letting him kind of fill in that gap. Maybe it's a miracle you, you made it there in a year and you're working on a big set, but there's probably a lot of people that would have been sitting on their couch thinking about what could have been and maybe not not moving on that. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I, at the time, I, I think, I mean, I did have, I always had a lot of faith in the Lord. Like I always, even as a kid, um, I remember being on this, on a, I, was, I was a youth leader uh, and I remember being on this ministry trip and we had this solo time. We were hiking across a little part of Canada, Canada called Algonquin Park. And we had this time called solo time. You're supposed to spend 12 hours by yourself. And there was this amazing sunset. And I was always a freak for sunsets. I remember being on this soccer soccer practice field and all the other kids are, you know, all the other uh, players are, you know, doing drills and stuff. And I, yeah. the coach is like, Lefevre. And I'm like staring at the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I, uh, I remember looking at it and I really felt like God was saying to me because I couldn't see the actual sunset. It was around the around the bend and around the, the, the trees of the island I was on. So I couldn't see that, but I could see all the rest of it. You know, I could see like how the how the sun was hitting the clouds and making silhouettes and all this kind of stuff, even though I couldn't see the actual sun. And I felt like he was telling me, like, can you trust me that the rest of it's gonna be gonna be beautiful? Like, can you trust wow. me that even though all you can see is just this piece right now? Um, can you trust that the, yeah. the end, like the, the final point is, is, is going to be something amazing for you? Um, so that was kind of, the, that was a very much a, a turning point. And that was a, a few years before I made the decision to start working on in film. But, um, but that just kind of always hung, stuck with me, uh, you know, 40 years later. It's like, you know, that's, uh, that's just really, really something to, to remember. So. That is huge. So as David was like, you know, talking about all of the different things, X-Men, Polar Express, where the wild things are. I can only imagine. I mean, Wait, well, these are big. These uh, are huge. Huge films. Films. Huge. Did you, did you have a favorite? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's hard to say because some of them are favorites because of the people you work with. You know, sure. Like some, some of your favorite and experience in the process, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, and some of your favorites because of the finished project, right? And um, oh, and I do want to clear. I'm the I'm one of the producers on 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 Jesus uh, Revolution. Okay. <laughs> not a director. Okay. Uh, yeah, Brett, Brett McCorkle and uh, and John Irwin deserve all the credit as the directors on the film. But uh, but yeah, so um, I mean, because because honestly, Polar Express was super fun. I mean, the, the people on that around Bob's Mix's offices and stuff were just amazing. I was on that for two and a half years, and it was just a great group of people. And it was um, kind of cutting edge technology as well. So that had yeah, been kind of fun. Was, you were sort of breaking new ground with with yeah. the filming of that. Yeah. But um, uh, as far as the, I really feel like Jesus Revolution is the film I'm the most like uh, I guess proud of is a word to say, but but like just the most excited about. Like I, I feel like it's it feels like the culmination of uh, 15 years of being in Christian, you know, film. And um, I think the way it feels that way is because the, the look of it, for one thing, it just looks amazing. Like it, yeah. it, people say, you know, it looks like a real movie. It's like, well, yeah, it does. Like <laughs> our, our, uh, our director of photography at Keese, like he, he did an amazing job and the art direction and the wardrobe and you know, everything just looks amazing. And, that, and yeah. the acting is phenomenal. I mean, Kelsey and Joel and Jonathan, like just really did such a great job in acting. And so, um, you know, it, it feels like a, like a, like a real studio film, you know, because of the yeah. look of it. Um, but also I think because the, the true story aspect of it and even just the 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 gospel in it feels so organic. You know, it, it doesn't feel um, at all forced or contrived. And even, even uh, non-believers that have been writing um, uh, 
uh, you know, critics that have been writing articles about the film, they, they, they comment on it. They're like so much, so many points are brought across during the course of the film. And yet it all feels natural. Like it doesn't feel, they, they keep saying it's not preachy is which I guess is a great compliment. If you're, when you're that is a compliment. Yeah. They just keep saying it doesn't feel preachy. So, um, and yet the, the, you know, the, you know, the work of Christ is clear in the film. So, uh, so yeah, I love, I think that speaks a lot towards their expectation and maybe a lot towards their past experiences Mm -hmm. as well, which I think why this film is necessary, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways, um, I want to play the trailer for this and I want to speak to the audience real quick. Um, um, you know, if, if you've ever complained like, Hey, there's not enough good movies you want to take your family to maybe the messaging isn't good or things you want to support. Um, if you've ever even had that thought, you, you owe it to, yourself, this industry to the, to, to speaking out, to cast your vote, mm-hmm. uh, this, this weekend, this, this movie's coming out this weekend. It'll be available uh, as it goes forward, but I want you to watch this trailer because, um, we have the opportunity to, to move this up the rankings and to make sure there's more of this that's made. Now they don't go, they don't make like fast and furious 15 and all this stuff because it's somebody's pet project. They do it because people go yeah. and they get in the seats mm-hmm. and they buy it. That's why they keep making more or Avengers or all these things. And if you want this kind of content out there, you need to you know cast your vote for the people that are making it. Um, if if you're available to go, go. If you're not, buy a ticket. Have somebody else go. Have your neighbor go. Get a ticket though for it to come out this weekend, no matter what, because this is the kind of thing that the 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 images, the messaging, it shifts culture. Culture is upstream from policy. If you're angry of policies in our country and the direction of yep. a lot of things, you need to invest in the culture because that's upstream of the things that are affecting you directly. So let's play this trailer. It's phenomenal. Uh, uh, buckle up and uh, get ready to see what this movie's about. Hey, Square. I am not a square. I think we should invite Greg this weekend. What's this weekend? These people are hippies, rebels against old-fashioned authority. I think these kids need help. They need is a bath. You're passing judgment on people you know nothing about. Maybe that's why your church is so empty. When God walks in here, brings me a hippie. I'll ask him what it's all about, because I do not understand. His house has a very good vibe. There is an entire generation searching. Slow down, man, slow down. Just in all the wrong places. If you want to reach my people, you need to speak to them in a language they understand. If I bring them in, I'm going to lose my job. We can only walk through doors open to us. In your church, that's a door that's shut. You've probably noticed we have some guests here today. I'd like you to meet my new friends. Welcome. They don't belong here. Half of them aren't even wearing shoes. They're staining the new shag carpet. They need our help. If you feel like you're misunderstood and judged, you will find forgiveness and freedom right here. That was awesome. Now that door is open any time of day. And if there are some who don't like that, well then that door works both ways. All right, Pastor, let's begin. I was almost done with this, but then you did what nobody else would even dare. This thing that we found, I feel like I belong. You're gonna need a bigger church. Our country is a dark and divided place, but now there's hope and it's spreading. This is your home, and I want you to tell all your friends about it.
We need a tissue. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. We're actually going tonight to see it. And uh, like David said, we have eight tickets tonight. We're going with our friends, Joy and Matt Thayer, their kids, and our kids are going. And just so excited uh, to be able to to see it tonight. One thing that was really interesting, Daryl, is um, we saw uh, on Kelly and Ryan, they were interviewing Kelsey Grammer. And I don't know if our audience has seen this yet, but um, not only were we moved when we were watching this, but he was also moved being a part of that film. I'd like to just play a clip of that because it's really powerful and I'd love to kind of hear your take on it as well. That's a scene from Jesus Revolution. Tell us about it. It's a nice movie. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Really I sweet. mean, yeah. you're tearing up. Yeah. I see you getting emotional. <laughs> what, are, what are you feeling? <laughs> Can I play doctor? Um, yes, yeah, of feel? course. Um, I, I, I love this movie. Yeah. I really love it. When, my, when we first saw the first cut, uh, we sat down in our home and, and Kate saw it. She said, oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever done. She started crying. <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, he's a man looking for his own faith and finds it as well. Uh, a man whose church is empty and he can't get uh, traction and he's starting to think he's going to be fired from his job as a pastor. And uh, uh, this hippie comes into his life. And he finds new purpose and uh, started a movement that is still still going. So I mean, it's extraordinary. Story. Yeah, it's a true story. Chuck Smith, Chuck Smith is uh, the guy I played. He died in uh, 2014, I think. But uh, the number of people who came up uh, and said, oh, you're playing Chuck Smith. Oh, I, I listen to him all the time. Or, uh, and I say, uh, he's, uh, he, mar he married us. Or uh, I was baptized by Chuck Smith. Uh, you can see this light in their eyes. Wow. wow. <laughs> that is powerful to see. I can see. see why this would be your most impactful and favorite film when it impacts the actors in a way like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know it had a huge impact on on Kelsey. Uh yeah, I, I think I can tell the story that he um he was actually up late one night. He calls it a a late night meditation. And uh he was uh just praying to God. Right. Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily know his, his exact, you know, belief and all, but uh, his faith walk, but he definitely has a faith walk. And um, and he, he cried out to God and he said, you know, I'm, I'm getting older and I want to do something that matters. You know, I want to I want to do something that makes a difference. And the next morning, our script showed up on his doorstep. And he, he read it. And he, no, no kidding. And he, he read it and he immediately he called us right back and said, I'm, I, I'm doing this. I'm supposed to do this. And it was. Um, it was really moving. He, he was wonderful to work with, really. Kelsey's, uh, Kelsey's just great. Like, just such a kind man. I mean, so much success, right? I mean, the, I think the longest running television character, character yeah. is Rachel Cohen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and still to just be so, so kind to everyone, you know, the, the craft service people and everybody, you know, I mean, just this would be yeah. so kind yeah. to everyone. And uh, really just a, a gentle soul and, um, yeah, pleasure. Really a pleasure. People, you know, there, there can be a great story and data and facts that come up, people. But when you see the dynamics of a relationship, you know, people relate to it because they have all their own dynamics and relationships. And I, that's one thing I loved about I Can Only Imagine, because you unpacked that relationship between the yeah. father and the son in a way that, man, it's like phew, everybody has, you know, something that they're going to relate to that. And it moves them deeply, you know, to, to see somebody like in that film to go from, you know, a, a father that, 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 
was abusive to where, you know, and, and somebody you hated to somebody that you loved mm-hmm. and, you became know, a hero. and became a hero to him. It's like, wow, that's just such a transformation. You leave that movie changed. I'm I'm seeing a little bit of this, you know, the the impact of this dynamic relationship with with Chuck and Lonnie and and, and how that's done. Talk about that the the ability to see the relationship and and how that unfolds in, in the your ability to tell the story. Well, actually, the 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 similar relationship uh, that that isn't so much in the trailer, but that people continually come up to us and say is the one that actually affected them the most is the relationship between Chuck and his daughter. Jeanette, so, which is really uh, very sweet. Like, um, cause she, she says towards the end, I think it might even be in, in the trail. I can't remember, but uh, she says, I, I was almost ready to give up on this Christianity stuff. Like Jesus seems like a pretty cool dude, but the rest of it just didn't work out for me. And then until, you know, you opened up the doors and you opened, you let the hippies in and it turns out God came in with them. And you know, that just that relationship where she was, she was ready to just walk away from it all and, and, and just leave it all behind. And, uh, and then her dad made a bold choice, uh, you know, obviously, as you can tell from the film against the, uh, to the chagrin of many of the board members of the church and stuff. Um, and, uh, and that scene, I still, I still tear up. I've seen the film. I don't know how many, I mean, you know, dozens and dozens of times. And, uh, the scene it's, it's in the trailer as well. When, uh, the one elder, the, the older elder kind of gets up and leaves yeah. and the yeah. one elder walks across and sits down with the hippies. Like, yeah. Yes. Just, it gets me every time. Cause that, that's the church I grew up in. You know I mean? That's what I, I grew up with, with, you know, why do you, even, even if we were listening to Amy Grant, it was, you know, yeah. why do you have to listen to that music with the, with the drum beat in it? And right. why do you yeah. have to, you know, it was all that stuff that was back then was so, um, it was so important for some reason. Like it was like what the, what the music sounded like or whatever was so critical. That was what I, that was my kind of youth group experience. And, yep. um, and so, uh, so yeah, every time I see that, it just reminds me of that, that there were some older people in the church that just wanted to love on us kids, you know, and just wanted to be like, you know, we don't care. <laughs> we just want you to, to love, love the Lord and, and, uh, and love others. So. Man. Okay. How do they, how do you decide like the timing of a movie? How, how long did it take to film it? And then how do you decide when that's going to be released? Uh, so the studio picks the release date, like Lionsgate, okay. picks the release yep. date. Um, and, uh, so we started, we actually started filming this in 2020 and then, uh, we, we didn't wow. start filming. We started, we started prepping it in 2020, I should say. We were about five weeks out from filming and, uh, COVID shut us down. Like it shut down everything and, you know, for two weeks. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, two years later we got to pick it back up again and, um, and yeah, and and made the film and uh, got through it and uh, lots of lots of COVID scares, uh, but you know made it through. The Lord just protected us all the way through, and got it out there. And then this, so we finished filming in April of last year. Uh, we shot five days in Los Angeles on Pirates Cove, the actual place where where the baptism. Wow. Um, and and the uh, and a lot of places where uh, Greg and Kathy actually went on dates, like you know, like around uh, Costa Mesa and stuff. So that was fun. Uh, so it is very, that has a very real feel to it. Um, the rest of the film was shot in Alabama, but, uh, the, we did five days of exteriors in, in LA and, um, uh, yeah, so finished it then. And then takes, you know, six to nine months of visual effects and music and color and editing and just all that to, to bring it to life. So, okay. It's yeah. probably sound like a really crazy question, but I have something I want to play for you. So Joy, Joy and I were talking last night, Joy Thayer, um, we were talking last night and I got so excited because I was talking about the release of this movie, but everything that we are seeing right now going on in our world. And I'm like, this is not an accident. 
how these things come together. Or even the title. Even the title. And so um, I don't know if you've seen this this prophetic word or not, but we did an interview. Uh, it's coming out this next week with Donna Clement, which is Kim Clement's daughter. Petruska is her last name. She's married, but um, she brought she went through her dad's prophetic words uh, because she kind of things that were going on in the world right now, and she found a prophetic word from February the twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. Okay, so that's wow. the same week that this movie came out a decade ago. And I don't know if you've seen this this prophetic word, but I wanted to share this with you real fast because I think this is not an accident. Timing is everything. So check this out. This region has been thirsty and crying out for the revelation of God. For it was in the northern parts of California that I brought forth a movement, the Jesus movement. God says now, and I choose you south. I wish to reveal myself in a way that I have never done before, says the Lord. New force. A new, innovative, creative church that will rush through the cities. They will take the marketplace by storm. Watch and see. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Something happened in this garden that triggered a word. What happened in the 60s and the 70s in California with this Jesus movement, I've already prophesied this, but he said this is the time for that major revolution. Now is the time. Okay, so, I mean, unbelievable. That was not changed since 2013. Kim had his piano player put together the, the video to go with that word because he felt it was so significant. And so that has been encapsulated without a change since this day, 2013. A decade ago. Well, 10 years to the day. To the yeah. day. Yeah, the, the actual release of the film was was yesterday. So, yes. so the twenty fourth. So it's I ten know. years to the day. That so we were amazing. we were literally freaking out. Well, this <laughs> is kind of interesting because um, on February the eighth, uh, Asbury University had this revival that started, and now it's kind of spreading through all these different colleges, and we're seeing it kind of even internationally. So that was happening on February. So there's a. A, a video of kind of what was going on at Asbury, um, February the 9th. So that's an eight. That's a Wednesday, February the 9th. We interviewed a prophetic voice, Robin Bullock out of warrior, Alabama. And he came on our show and he felt like the Lord was telling him to release a prophetic word that he was given on February the 1st. Now at this time we were unaware of Asbury university and what was kind of going on there. It was just the next day. And so we we were unaware of what was happening, but I want to play that for you as well, because again, it goes along with Jesus revolution. So check this out. I want to read you something that I've read twice now, but the Lord led me this morning to read it on your program because on February the 1st, 2023, this is what he said to me. He said, we have approached a time of a true revolution in the spirit. The wind of the Spirit has truly gone out to all the four corners of the earth to bring about revival, a revival the likes of which we've never seen. It is more than a revival. It is a renewal and a rebirth. 
it is going to look like a revolution. Not a revolution like you think, but a revolution of belief. It will come on the lips of those who do not look like religion says they should look. They will not dress the way religion says they'll dress. And yes, they will not talk the way religion says they should talk. The revolution of the spirit that is coming will be resurrection power. The days and hours of the glory of God. It will raise the dead of this world. Those from all walks of life, cowboys, hippies, the pierced, and the tattooed. It will raise a Jesus revolution. They will look different and they will love one another. But religion hates love, so it will hate them. A revival of the prophets came to proclaim the renewal, the restoration, and the revolution to come. But religion hated it. The people saw and heard the words of the prophets and knew God had not forgotten them. But religion hated the way prophets looked and sounded, and so decided to destroy it, even if it meant injuring the revolution to come. The prophets are like the voice of one crying in the wilderness, shouting to the people, get ready for the move to come. It has now fallen into the arena of decision. Who will believe? It is now in the arena of decision as to what you will believe, religion or the move of the Spirit. It is for you to decide, but decide quickly, says the Lord, for we are only months away from its beginning. And that's what the Lord gave me on February the 1st. Is that amazing? They only give you a chance to kind of comment on that. We threw we threw a lot at you there quick. Yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah. Going back to uh, to the Asbury revival. Um, yeah. We, we several of us have, have gone up since it started because we're, we're in Nashville, so it's not that far away. And um, yeah. No. It's just it's been amazing to watch and see and and, and just the 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 idea that that God's up to something. You know, yeah. it, that we just, we, I just keep saying people because people keep commenting to me on, on, on uh, social media and stuff. Um, you know, that, that there's even, a, apparently there's even a few people that thought that, that like we as producers went up there and tried to spark something so that'd be good for the movie, which is obviously outrageous because <laughs> I'd never even heard of Asbury before. Uh, which would actually be more impressive than just making a really great movie that people want to go see. <laughs> you know? If I could do that, I would have started that years ago. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. But, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's amazing that this is all happening um, and that it's a youth movement. Right. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a movement of, of youth um, capturing, you know, just the, the having an encounter with God, you know, and yeah. responding in worship. Um, it just doesn't get any better. And so, uh, no, we're, we're, we're thrilled that that the movie can be a tool that's used by, you know, by pastors um, and that it can be something that that the young people can watch, you know, and, and, and say, Oh, this, this did happen before. Like yeah. it can happen again, you know? Um, so yeah, we did, we just want it to be an encouragement to, to everybody involved. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing to sit back and watch.
I encourage you, Flyover family, anybody watching this, if this was sent to you, what you know, share this video, put it in your Telegram groups or Facebook yeah. groups, or put it out on Twitter. Uh, uh, tag tag this uh, hashtag Jesus Revolution. Mm -hmm. If you go to the movie this weekend, take a picture of yourself there. Take a picture of the sign, post it on your Facebook hashtag Jesus Revolution. Let people you know that that thought about this. They saw a trailer a month ago or something, and 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 they forgot. Remind them to come out this this weekend. Um, I think that sometimes you see something, you know, you see a friend lose some weight and you're like, oh, that inspired me. I could, I could, I could lose 10 pounds. You know, it's like, it's a contagious yeah. thing. You see a move of God like this and you think, why not here? You know, uh, you know, why not me? Why not me be a, a part of this? Why I grew not up, now? Why not right now? I grew up in a kind of similar culture to you. I had friends who would, who got grounded because one of me put a, he put a poster for the group Petra on the back of his bedroom door and uh, <laughs> got grounded, got grounded for weeks by his parents. And I'm like, Wow. Uh, you know, it's kind of similar kind of vibe, you know, afraid of what's going on that's different in the culture. And with you look at what, what Robin's speaking and you look at what what happened uh, there with, with Chuck and the, and, the, and the contents of this movie, um, we have to ask ourselves as believers, would we be okay with the billion soul harvest? Mm -hmm. It would be okay if maybe you lost your parking spot. Would you be okay if somebody was in your seat? Would you be okay sitting next to somebody who doesn't, doesn't look like that, that you. doesn't look like anybody that's ever attended your church before? Maybe he doesn't even smell like somebody that's ever gone to your church before. Um, would you be okay inviting that person to lunch with you after inviting them into your community? What's the highest level of priority or comfort or a move of God? And I think the church is so desperate right now for a move of God because we look at our world and think there's we're not going to elect somebody to fix this. Mm -mm. Yeah. We, we, we need a move of God more than ever. And I, I, I think your movie kind of plants a seed of what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. I, I think so too. Uh, in, in, in relation to what you're saying there, my, my favorite pastor always says, uh, do we have faith enough that a family can come to Christ? Mm. And then do we have faith enough that a neighborhood can come to Christ? And then do we have faith enough that a city can come to Christ and then a state and a nation, you know, and where, where is our faith? Do, do we have enough faith to believe that a nation can turn its and turn to the Lord. So, yeah, I want to end with one last question with you. Um, again, kind of quote Robin Bullock. You know, he has a book called "God Is Absolutely Good." Says that a lot, and that's kind of been the foundation of our faith a lot. Is I don't know about all the details and stuff, but I know God's good. And then when I kind of get too far from that, I kind of just retract back to that. Okay, okay, God's good. Now I'm going to kind of start moving it back from you know fr from that and kind of figure it out again. Um, I've heard you say that you wanted to make movies that that reflected God's kingdom and then ultimately you wanted to make movies that would actually point them towards the king. Mm -hmm. What does that yep. look like? Tell us about the king and what what would people being directed towards the king look like? Yeah, I think it's 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 it is always an interesting point when we're trying to decide what what's in a story and 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 all that and uh even even how you're going to market a film, right? I mean, in some ways a film becomes a Christian film because you market it as a Christian film, right? As long as it, as long as it has, you know, positive values and it's, and it's all that. Um, but at some point to me, it, it does need to point people to the throne. You know, it's, it's like, you, you can tell a story that just is like uh, encouraging. You can tell a story of redemption. You can tell a story of love. You can tell a story, you know, uh, yeah. Somebody that's just down and out and then their, their life, you know, comes together um, through even miraculous ways. Mm -hmm. But at some point during the story, um, we have to acknowledge that that it's because of the work of Christ, right? It's because of, of his work that mm -hmm. that these things happen and that prayers are answered. Um, and so, so yeah, it is always an interesting 
part of even reading scripts and just trying to decide. I mean, I, I don't think every story that we tell is going to be a Jesus Revolution movie. I mean, Jesus Revolution is a unique story and it works yeah. because that's the story. Like it, yeah. these things actually happen and that's a true story. So I think that's very a very specific story. Um, so not every 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 movie is going to be, it just, you know, it isn't going to be, that every movie is going to be that on the nose. Um, but at the same time, um, I do want to tell stories that ultimately gives him the glory for it, right? And points points people to him as the answer. So Flyer family, if you know somebody that you want to point them towards the king, uh, this is a great way to start and uh, could be a great gift for anybody. Go online. You can go to JesusRevolution.movie. You can buy tickets there. You go to Fandango. You can go to a lot of places. Get a ticket. Get a pass for this movie. Gift it to somebody if you can't go. Gift it to somebody if you can go. And if you do go, uh, post it. Share it. Let people know. Hashtag JesusRevolution. Uh, we need a revolution. Yep. We need a revolution in this country, in this world, and the really ultimately is no other answer. That's exactly right. Yeah. Daryl, thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment. No amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I sacred and it's not going to happen this is the definition of criminal conspiracy racketeering and collusion this is not a theory this is evidence because i have upheld this country to spread the light to the rest of the world This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones? No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. 
Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night, thinking what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920, and you had a $20 bill, and you had one ounce of gold. You could go into a men's clothing store, and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference, but today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.